Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Soccer Lad Duma Radio. This is a Shagana Corner. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode 26 on today's show. More salary cuts. Why did Gavin Hunt leave Supersport United after a hat-trick of PSL titles? And Safa gets called out. But I am not the only voice currently booming in your eardrums. We've also got the one and only man between the sticks, Sean Roberts. How you doing, sir? Away. Thank you, Slew. Always good, brother. How you doing? All good, all good. And we have the general himself, the Shabalala goal assister, Deco Modise. How you doing, sir? I've got that boom, boom, friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm all good, all goody. Uh... It's a good thing we're starting with some laughs because Sean's got to hit us with some more. We got the joke of the day. Please, please make it be hilarious. Damn. If you thought the others were bad, wait for this one. <laughs> Are we ready? Right. How did the soccer pitch end up as a triangle? Somebody took a corner. Wow. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That is a clever okay. one. That's a bravo, clever bravo, one. Bravo, 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 Shawnee. Thank you. I enjoy, God. I enjoy. Speaking of cutting corners, um, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have uh, two teams uh, in the news of a salary cut uh, further. So uh, first, we'll start with Highlands Park. And um, we did mention them in the last episode, but now there's a situation regarding a player, uh, Tendai Ndoro. His salary was cut by 20,000 rand, it's been reported. Both the player and the club director, Sinkim Nisi, uh, refused to comment on the situation, but Nisi did say Ndoro knows what happened. Um, and it's been reported that Highlands are doing a tiered salary cut system, so it's apparently based on performance in some way. So the question is, is Ndoro's situation related? Like, is there something that, that happened behind the scenes, or is it just that he hasn't been making enough appearances for the club and so his salary was cut by a more sizable amount yeah it's a it's an interesting one slew um you know given endora's track record and and whatnot you know if it was the COVID 19 pandemic and you know it was a sort of salary cut in terms of that i don't see why the club wouldn't just say that to be honest yeah. so this tells me that something's happened off the field mm. um which is quite disturbing you know i don't i don't know what it is i don't know if uh, you know he's been in the papers before in terms of misbehavior so i wouldn't say it wouldn't surprise me but i wouldn't put it past and put it that way and you know players during this lockdown or you know i wouldn't say erratic but they're starting to get a bit frustrated so interesting ones i honestly don't know but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if if something has happened or feel that's quite a big chunk of his salary gone to be honest 20 racks 20 stacks baba damn um I think also we we need to uh, realize how sensitive uh, uh, position players are in actually at this time, mm. and teams as well. I think um, it's easier before we get into Ndoro's situation. I think it's easier for teams to get to have an excuse to get rid of players mm. at this time of the season based on what's happening right now. Especially, it's easier when the players not being playing too many games, and with the higher salary mm. bracket, it's easier to to find ways in between that. We've seen that happening every season, you know. Mm. And I think with the with with the Nondoro case, um, I'm sure it's got nothing to do with him playing or not playing, but probably maybe disciplinary issues or code of conduct, whatever the case might be. Hence, I said, this is a very sensitive. Uh, 
time and the teams are being emotional about certain things that they're doing to the players right now because like I said I think we spoke about it in length the other time I said players don't have a voice and uh, those are the times where you those type of things will be very exposed to the players because you get fined and there's no games that have been played mm. and then and then they come out and say the player knows and at the same time they the team can come out and say the player knows but the player can't come out and say what the issue is because we are scared of being blackballed you know you don't want to come out and actually tell the truth and this has always been the case in south african football where players don't have a voice this they're so scared to speak up but i think this will probably maybe create a conversation because uh, I don't think Ndoro will be the first case. I think there's going to be so many cases after that. I think this will create a conversation mm. and actually try and find a solution going forward because nobody's playing. Mm. If there's a code of conduct, is probably maybe certain training sessions that you have to do behind closed doors. And most of the time, you're not monitored yeah. by that. So what could possibly be the case unless you want to get rid of the player? It's easier to do that because... He's getting so much money. And yet, if you look at the games that he has played, he has played less games, you know, and 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 he's not he's he's a guy that was called into the team to actually make a difference. And since he's been there, the only player that has been making a difference is Shalolil. Mm. You know, you, you can understand the frustrations within the team as well. It's I think it's that type of situation where the team is not happy and they're paying so much money now. They look at uh, to try and find ways how to cut salaries and uh, of course you'll be the first player especially if you're not performing you've never been playing and you're in a big salary bracket you'll be the victim mm. I think this is the case with uh, with Endoro It's interesting as well Seiko because there was talk of uh, Highlands extending his stay by a further two years not not long ago at all I mean er- earlier this year Yeah. Actually. so it's uh, something must have happened drastically off the field for, yeah. for, um, for this to have taken place yeah I think the main the main takeaway I have from that is what uh, the club director said when he said Ndoro knows what happened. I think that's telling. That 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 lets you know that something happened. Maybe he kind of missed a few sessions or something. But um, and also the fact that Ndoro is not going on like an, an all-out attack against the club. He's saying like, look, just contact the club if you want to know. But I'm I'm keeping quiet, which is respectful between the two parties. I think. Yeah, yeah. But also, Sulu, you need to understand one thing as well. You know, when when most of the times the teams have a code of conduct in the beginning of the season for players to sign, right? Mm. And there's probably maybe a section where you uh there's always going to be categories of fines and monies that players are going to be fined in depending on what the case is but most of the, most of the time as players as well we need to take responsibility we're signing certain documents not understanding how they will affect us in the future correct yeah. you can't be fi- i you, mean take out these documents are like 30 centimeters thick aren't ex- they i mean it's ridiculous exactly and then you 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 can't be fined 20 grand <laughs> Chief, I don't, I don't care. I don't care how much you earn in South Africa. You can't be fined twenty grand, and whether it's a month. chief, whether you didn't attend training session. Because if you didn't attend training session, that's 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 a first strike. Maybe that's a fine, a little bit of fine. Maybe you do it twice, and then you face a DC. That's those are the type of money that you get fined after you you heard a DC hearing. You know, maybe three strikes or whatever the case might be. Justin J, you know, out of the pocket and J, hey, chief, you're getting fined 20 Gs, you know what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll fight them to the grave. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, sure. it does 
kind of sound like a Premier League fine. It, the 20K is about a thousand pounds. It sounds like like a fine that a Premier League player would get. <laughs> that, that's um, so that, that side you can sign those, code, those type of code of conduct because the responsibilities are too <laughs> yeah. high. Yeah. You're getting like 250,000 pounds a week. Yeah. The responsibilities are too high. I understand that. Here in South Africa, yes, based on the bracket, yes, the responsibilities are too high. But yet again, the fines and the structure, they're always messed up. And then people are finding you based on their emotions. They're not finding you based on what the contract is saying. Yeah, truth. Yeah. If it's a performance, if it's a performance contract, you need to understand if you sign as a player a performance contract and then come end of the season they do the stats they look at the performance contract they they look at the factors why you didn't play they look at the factors why if when you play you're not contributing enough then you can be you can have a salary card or maybe being your tail contract being terminated based on the mm. stats not on emotions but that's also that's also a conversation to have to exactly okay so you, you 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 don't play during the season i understand that that's because you're not that specific coach's favorite player yeah you know we, we saw it with um uh, for example, like George LeBear said Sundance, for example, didn't, didn't quite fit in. But that's just Pizzo's opinion. So, and obviously Sundowns still honored their contract. They're one of the very few teams that do in this country. So, you know, we owe that to them. But at what level do you say, well, you're not performing, we need to cancel your contract? Because it's just in the eyes of that coach. If a new coach came in and decided different, everything changes. Yeah, true. And, 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 do you know and I mean? also, Sean, you're right. And also, Sean, it's, it's, it's when they say you're not performing, it should be on the pitch. Mm. Yeah. You know, like for instance, you you in Highlands Park, Shalulila's been the man. And Doro plays the same position as Shalulila. When he's saying Doro's not performing, mm. if if we we speak about probably maybe maybe that's the case. If he's saying Doro's not performing. So you want me to say Shalulila must be banned so that Doro can start playing so that we can see whether he's performing or not. It's impossible. You know, sometimes you're competing with a person that is on top of their games. Mm. You can't play yeah. merely because yeah. the system or or, or, or the, the, you know, whatever stage we're in doesn't allow you to come in and play. And uh, that also needs to be considered that there's so many reasons why the player's not uh, playing. There's so many reasons why he's not performing. We need to look at those things before we can make an emotional decision because that doesn't just affect the player that is in uh, that is in conversation, but also affect other players as well that are actually not playing. They start doubting themselves because there's a reason why you have 23, 28 players in the team in the first place. You yeah, know yeah. that there's other players that won't they won't even get a chance to play unless something happens. Fortunately, you've got you and 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 also you have a system where you know that most of the team they use 18 or 19 players the whole season. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, then otherwise. Yeah, there's fringe players. And then and then sometimes one of the players that is in the big bracket, it happens that he become a fringe player, you know, by default because the guy that actually uh, started maybe not getting enough game time and then other ones started performing, like the Shalulia case. You cannot tell me that Alex Park signed Shalulia knowing that he's going to do exactly what he's doing now. Nobody. But all the, they, they relied on on, on, on Doro to do that. And that's why they even signed Rama Galela because they, they thought yeah. that, you know, if you can have Rama Galela, you can score so many goals. They never thought of Shalulia being their top goal scorer. Never. Now that it's yeah. happening now, what are they gonna do? They're gonna look at the contract of Fondoro and Rama Galela, look at the age, look at the look now, look at the person. Now they start they, they, they start ticking the boxes now. Ah, yeah. Look, he came he came late for training six times because somebody else is performing. That's the trick in South African football. Right. There need to be fines for 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 coming late at training. Don't find me it as a chunk in once twenty grand. If you know what happened, probably you finding me for something that happened last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You know, I think. But but I mean, having said that, Teko as well is. Um, Will Shalulile stay? That's another question. 
if so do they wanna do they wanna do they wanna beef with Tendai right if if yeah, like, so I'm saying it's 26, 27, I think, if, and um, he's a right age. If he's going to go, he needs to go. Exactly, Sean. If I was Shalilili, and uh, just but be, just between me and yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if 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 I was Shalilili, right, and uh, having ambitions of playing for a big team, and you must bear in mind, Shalilili comes from a small country where not many players from this country make it big in the PSL. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The last time we actually probably had a player that made it big was that guy that played for Swallows. I don't even remember his name. He was a defender, played for Kaiser Chiefs as well. I think it's a time for Shalilili to bounce and try mm. and see how he can fit in into the big teams, if he can make a difference. If he doesn't, he still mm. has the capabilities of going back to not so big teams and still play. Because sometimes you need to test yourself amongst the best players. And for him to do that, mm-hmm. he needs to bounce. Because I don't think there's anything that will make him stay. Or maybe there's guarantees that Highlands park that will probably win the league it's impossible they won't win the yeah league. yeah you know but we do digress uh we'll, we'll keep an eye on this highlands park situation it's very strange um it's one that we'll have to come back to because you know tendai will probably speak out at some point or the club director and and kind of give us the the lowdown on what happened so we'll come back to that one and then we also have to touch on cape town city uh they have confirmed salary cuts for the month of may ranging from 30 percent to 100 percent um i think uh it's a, uh, John Kamitsis was quoted as saying, we have given you notice of the intended financial measure the club will take through this COVID-19 period. We have also had an open consultation on, 20 sec- on the 22nd of April via Zoom with all of our players. And then following today's further consultations, I think that was earlier this week, um, it is with regret that they inform uh, uh, all of us about the, the measures that the club will need to take uh, and he mm. said at the end of May and possibly June as well uh, so I, I'm going to throw this at uh, at you Deco because you, you know you've obviously got connections there um, have you chatted to staff and players is this is this um, is what they're communicating exactly what's going on uh, yes honestly John did that uh, he communicated with uh, uh, admin staff and uh, and uh, he communicated as well with the players as well. But I wasn't part of the communication with the players because I've retired. My boots are dusty and <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but the conversation was, was, was that exactly what you speak about. That's what he, that's what he, that's what he said he'll do. And uh, looking at May, he'll probably consider cutting uh, salaries and all that stuff because based on the financial crisis that the teams are in. But here's, here's my take on it. Not because because I think there's four teams now that are in the same thing that are doing the same things around and in the PSL. Mm. Here's 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 my 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 thinking behind it and my issue behind it. Look, I'm not a team owner. I don't understand and I don't know the financial crisis that they're facing. Right? Here's here's me as a person that speaks from an outside inside. First of all, every season there's off, there's an off season when there's no games on TV. Nobody plays. Nobody's doing nothing. So therefore, that qualifies as nobody is working but we're still getting paid. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So so if 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 that's the case then because uh, it's I think it's 2 months without without any games. Take I didn't even think of this. You, you, I didn't even think of yeah, this. Yeah. So it's 2 months in between uh, the off season where no game nothing but players are getting paid. And now with the covid covid we 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 we're not even in 2 months yet. But now Yeah. Teams have started panicking about cutting players' salaries, but in off-season, they're not doing that. They're speaking about the sponsors not putting in uh, money and whatever the case may be. So my question is, not only for Cape Town City, my question is, and all the teams that are actually trying to do this, my question is, 
who is contributing uh, in terms of money and in off season when there's no games though nobody's playing and it's considered as they are not working who is contributing in that if somebody else is contributing in that why can't they contribute now in this situation because this is not a situation that where the players did it themselves nobody knew this what is going to happen and and i'm sure so many people are getting affected the sponsors also everybody's getting affected but i i can say the same thing that in off season as well if you saying your sponsorship is is not paying because you, there's no games why are they paying off season because there's no games either yeah yeah you know also- i think in in, in terms sorry sorry um in in a possible defense to the clubs and this is uh, by no mean I'm defending them but in a slight way they they still get their PSL grant true every every month so 12 months of the year they'll get their PSL grant a, a team like Cape Town City um Chiefs announce who sometimes pay higher salaries to certain players that grant won't cover all of the salaries true true so true. in terms of covering those salaries they'll have to have sponsors on board also but I, I do agree with the lower teams that are getting their two and a half three million rand a month whatever it is um which will cover the majority of the salaries it, I'm very surprised that they would be cutting and and funny enough we're not seeing them cut and, and here's, here's, here's my thing, right, is that, um, you know, they speak about the concept of living check to check, which is essentially another way of saying you have no savings, uh, where it's like you mm. rely on the 25th to get that amount of money. It feels like a lot of these PSL teams are living check to check. They don't have anything stored away for a rainy day. And suddenly now all the rain is falling and people are slipping up. So, But Slu, that's, that's my issue. We, we, we're not three months in. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are not three months, four months in. Chief, we're one and a half month in. Mm. This is this is the duration of off-season. That's my biggest issue, that this is off-season. But players are still getting paid. Off-season, players are getting signing on fees, Chief. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, but I'm saying if, 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 if there's a structure that fits into that category, why can't they find adjustments to fit in now? Because of this is this is the time where... You don't, you don't, you don't need any distraction from the team, especially when, when you're not case achieves uh, uh, a sundown Solander Prize where you're fighting for honors or vets for that matter. You're fighting for top eight. You're fighting for relegation. You, 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 you need peace and harmony. You need to sacrifice sometimes. And then once this is done, you can always have a meeting with your players. We're like, guys, this is the situation I was in, and I had to do this because I didn't want, you know, uh, uh, you guys to feel some type of way. I wanted to, you guys to be able to do your jobs. Now that you've done your jobs, here's the situation. I mean, for me to recover what had happened, let's have a conversation about it. Then you become open with the players. Like, listen, I've lost so much money. And the only way I can recover that money is by doing two and three and four. So you guys probably yeah. off season, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You have that kind of conversation because now it's difficult yeah. to have that kind of whether it's 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 via Zoom, whether it's via FaceTime, it doesn't matter what it is. But you need to sit down with the players in the same room and have that kind of conversation because now not so many players in Zoom, because when everybody's there, they're going to be having a, 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 a license to say something. Not every player is vocal about anything. But now and you find you find your top players are not vocal, but they they feel in this some type of way because of all the players as well that they they're looking at the news, they read the news, they look at yeah, but we're getting salary cut, but ah guys, Barroca is not getting salary cuts, uh, <laughs> and those other teams are not relying on on fans to come to the to the stadium to actually help them in terms of of of, of revenues. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because those yeah, are the te- those terrible. are the teams that are that that are that are working on budgets. So now, if you're working on a budget. 
trust me, your 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 grant that comes in every 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 month helps you a lot because you're working on budget. Sundowns, pirates, cheese, viz, they don't work on those budgets. That one million doesn't make them any difference. But the smaller True. teams they work on the budget. So for me, it's very surprising to for them to act this way. What else? We're not even two months in. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely I mean, look, time time will tell, guys. That's all I can say. Yeah. Of course, of course. Moving on, we have the international news desk. where we take a look at stories coming through from abroad. So I wanted to, one, ask you guys about the possibility uh, that's being discussed about the Premier League being played behind closed doors for the entirety of next season. Um, And it's been reported, obviously, ticket sales make up a huge amount of revenue for for English Mm. teams. So Arsenal, Tottenham and Man United would be the most affected in terms of revenue. Uh, Ticket sales made up roughly 24% of Arsenal's revenue last season. Tottenham and United was around 17%. So, one, do you guys, can you guys imagine watching the Premier League with zero fans um, for for the entire season, not just for like like a couple games like we saw early March, but like, and and also two, um, do you think that those, those big teams have measures in place and they're ready for, and they're ready for those consequences of, of not being able to sell tickets? Oh, man. It's it's look I, I don't want to harp too much on a, about this but it's if you look at someone like Man United last season they were averaging four million pounds per match mm. in terms of uh, gate takings memorabilia wh- whatever it is that's you know a hundred and eleven million pounds in one season what? that's two billion rand two point two two point three billion rand <laughs> they're going to lose out if this happens so the answer isn't obvious I mean this cannot happen yeah. but. In the, in the severity of things, it might happen. So it's 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 absolutely mind-boggling that we're actually having this conversation because it's just crazy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this business that once was is no longer mm. that sort of business. Mm. So what happens to potential investors? What happens to the interests of the game? Because having 60,000, 70,000 people there is what makes it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, oh, man. I, I, I feel sorry for the season ticket holders. I feel sorry for fans all over the world. I just I hope this is a conversation that will not be happening in the next two three months. To be honest, yeah, true, man. I I, I I'm not trying to dilute anything, Sean. I think you you have the nail there on the coffin. Mm. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to watch a game uh, in the EPL when there's no fans. I mean, Liverpool, like just a practical example, watching Liverpool, you know, with the fans behind them, it's so exciting. Like, <laughs> And also, you you look at the numbers as well that comes in every week in every game. Those guys play every three days, but there's always yeah. packed stadium every single time. So you can understand what it means to them and the loss. But it's just that, like Sean has said, I think it's sad. And uh, and uh, yeah, man, you're feeling sorry for 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 how the situation is affecting football in its own, yeah. not just fans, but just football and your business and in football. When you're looking at the investors, they're looking at themselves that hey. Is like now we can say about it. It's talking about investors, uh, APSA as well. Their their contract is about to end. Probably they're looking like, do we really really need to go into this again with the PSL and invest there? So those are the questions that uh, the 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 organization are actually probably asking themselves. But I'm sure there's there's always been a backup plan. There's always been negotiations. You can't wait for the contract to expire for you to start negotiating with a big deal. Mm, so I'm sure, sure there's there's the certain things that have been placed, but but. But even though there's there's the second option, but I think Kinji, 
the effect is big. Yeah. It's something that they cannot run away from and uh, something that everybody needs to understand that they're going to take a loss. And hopefully, you know, in the future, they'll make it back because, you know, it men, in many of you, uh, uh, with, with all the money that they're losing right now, probably maybe it'll it'll give them that thing that uh, come off season, they don't need to sign any big player. Maybe they might sell one yeah. or two or three and probably maybe try to recover from that, you know. But True. I'm sure there's plans. I'm sure those, those, are, those are big teams. Those are big, big, big teams with plans. Yeah. And then on the other side of this whole thing, in Europe still, Bundesliga is set to return, but it's now been announced uh, this morning, actually, uh, uh, well, the morning of our recording date, Angela Merkel, uh, the the German chancellor, she came out and said, um, well, initially the Bundesliga was set to return on the 15th, and now it's been pushed back to May 22nd. And I think that has to do with the news recently that 10 players across Bundesliga 1 and 2, uh, the, the first and second division, 10 players have uh, the coronavirus, have tested positive. Uh, so I think it's uh, directly related to that. And I honestly, uh, this is my only question to you. Do you guys realistically see the Bundesliga returning on May 22nd? Yes. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Down the middle. <laughs> Okay, let me let me let me go first. I'll, I'll tell you why I'm I'm thinking that they're gonna return. Look, I think over the weekend in 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 Germany, chief, they had a concert with people in their cars, mm, like a like mm. a huge concert, like it was on. People in their cars just jamming to this concert. So if they can do such drastic things, I see them coming back. You know, I see them coming back and playing because they be, they've been doing so many things for them to actually come back in earlier than anybody else. They, there's been procedures that yeah. they've been doing. And I don't think though, those procedures are going to be ignored. I mean, this is, a, this, is a, this is a country where football is life to them. And mm. they'll do anything for them to come back and play. And, uh, sure. and, and, and they've been training. I think those are the first countries or teams that uh, they started training earlier on when we were so scared about this, 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 this virus. And uh, they started training because they knew what they were doing. Seven, seven players, maybe every session or whatever the case may be. They had a plan, you mm. know, and I don't see them failing now with, with, with any plan, irrespective of uh, now, uh, like you said, uh, the news now, certain players are being tested positive. But I see them coming back. I see them finding a solution beyond that, but I see them coming back. So is this for them to come back and return to play? Is that behind closed doors? Yes. Or is that with fans? Yeah, no, it would be behind closed doors. Closed doors. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Interesting. One to watch, Lou. Definitely, watch. definitely. I'm, I'm gonna be. Look, I, I miss soccer. So May twenty second, I'm gonna be on Super Sport three. Like, come on, <laughs> let's go. Chief, <laughs> we all craving for live football right now. We all craving for life, even if it's a, just a bit. You know, just want yeah. to, to live to watch live football. Trust Let me. Let me watch I, Schalke. I'll man. be waiting also on that day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, up next we have 10 quick fire questions 10 quick fire is where we get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot this week we had Bongani Kumalo have a listen hi I'm Bongani Kumalo central defender for Supersport United and here are my 10 fire questions who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you've played with Mashejo <laughs> who is the flashiest dresser uh, I think who is the worst dressed? Yes, yes, I swear that list is long, eh? <laughs> I think it was Tietzi Maowa. He always, he always came in like the same jeans and a t-shirt. Like... <laughs> All right, what would you say is the worst mistake you've made in a match? I think it was my first, <laughs> funny enough, it was my first ever game on television. I think it was Tuxo playing. It's, um, it was the last game of the season and they slipped the guy. Yeah, must have been that. Yeah, when I was at Tux against Wits. Who is a teammate who thinks that he's funny but is actually not funny at all? 
I don't know. I've been, I've been around some clowns, man. I think it must be uh, James Keen. Oh, he had a story for everything, my man. You talk about the color blue, he has a story about it. What is your fondest footballing memory? Certainly that spell um, at Supersport, you know, we won the three leagues in a row. And obviously, I would have been captain halfway through the second and obviously for the whole third one. So I think then... Best goal you've ever scored in a match? World Cup. World Cup, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite car? What do I like? Lambo. I'm a big fan of Lamborghini. What is your favorite local dish, South African food? Like a, like a beef shoe, no dumbbell. Oh, that's, that's, that's a vibe. Classic. And then last but not least, what is your favorite holiday destination? Dude, you know the league was supposed to end this week. I was supposed to be there next week. Um, Maldives. Well, hopefully this lockdown can lift ASAP so that our, 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 our guy Mongani can hit up the Maldives. <laughs> hey, dude, I've been there twice, my friend. Hey, that place is... It's the one, yeah. And there you have it. Uh, some kind of interesting tidbits there. He speaks about uh, his favorite goal, which is uh, against France, the famous one uh, in the World Cup. Mm. Uh, he also speaks about his time at, at Supersport. Do you know what you guys make of the, the stuff he had to say there? Yeah, I, I just I find it. I mean, this is just me. Um, and I'm talking from my own experience. And I've won a couple of leagues here as well. But my favorite memory, without a doubt, is when I signed my first contract in Europe. And But... Um, his favorite memory was when he won his championships with Supersport. So, but if you sign for a Premier League team in Tottenham, surely that's that's got to be right of up course, there. You know? Of course, I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't think he would say that though, because he didn't end up making any appearances for Tottenham. That doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> that that does not matter. He signed for Tottenham Hotspur. That's true. Hundreds and hundreds of players signed for Man United. We've never heard of <laughs> Tottenham. We've never heard of. They go on loan, but but still, you're a Man United player. You're a Tottenham Hotspur player. Yeah. I just, I'm just very surprised that that wasn't his highlights of his career yeah yeah probably maybe like you're right Sean, probably maybe he's not proud of the outcome of things because this is a guy that after the world cup boom he's gone to Tottenham. no trials no nothing you know and uh it's unfortunate that it, it never worked out but if uh, anyway i wouldn't know why it didn't work out and why it's not one of his highlights but but i understand as well the the importance of scoring in the world cup especially playing mm. your world cup at home this was just this for us it wasn't just a world cup it was a world cup at home in our own soil you know it meant a lot to us and uh, and to tell you the truth that goal i've seen him scoring it it's at that 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 um at super sport you know, mm. those are the type of his goals. I see him scoring those type of goals at Vets. But yeah. I understand uh, scoring this type, scoring a goal, especially in that big stage. Of course, it's going to be always be one of your highlights. But I mean, he had a great career. And uh, and yeah, man, it's just that it's unfortunate that it never worked out for him at Tottenham. But yeah, it's unfortunate. We still all remember him. And also, fun fact about that goal against France, it was his only international goal. So quite a quite a quite 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 a stage to score on as well for your first I'll, time. I'll, I'll also trade all my goals and then and then the Bafana shit just for one goal in the whole cup. Just I'll one. I scored against France, fam. Yo. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah, look, I mean great guy, good pro, very good a player. Fantastic pro. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the better pros yeah, around. True, true, true. Up next, we have the secret footballer. Secret footballer, uh, if you guys don't know, our sister publication, Kickoff Magazine, has a feature on the back page where a secret footballer in South Africa discusses an issue or a story uh, regarding local football. And Sean is the one who picks out the best of the bunch. Yeah, so we have a player who played for my favorite team, Chipper United. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's spoken about... Um, 
when Eric Tinkler arrives. So we're going back a bit here, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I want to turn the story around and just chat about uh, Eric Tinkler's career in a way. But the player has said, I'll be honest and say I was surprised when I heard that a coach of Eric Tinkler's caliber had agreed to coach a club like Chipper. Tinkler played for big clubs in England, Italy and Portugal, while also representing Bofana. His coaching CV is also good, having been at Orlando Pirates, Cape Town City and Supersport and obviously now Maritzburg. So I was expecting a better decision from someone like him. Um, look, it's, it's an interesting one, but I think I, when I played under him, he was sort of, uh, still a player coach at Wits. And then I think he followed Roger to Pirates back then. And then Cape Town City, he... He did very well at Cape Town City. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. And and then I, I was surprised. Obviously, he went for uh, financial reasons. I would imagine that he went to Supersport, and things just fell apart very, very quickly. Um, went to Chipper, wasn't great either, but got a lucky break at Maritzburg, and he sort of reinvented himself. And we've seen the type of coach that that Eric's become. And um, there has been talk of him going to Highlands, hasn't there as well? So. Um, it's an interesting cycle to to watch him because it's very hard to bounce back from a dip that he had. But I think his true colours are starting to show. Tex, what do you think? I I, I think if 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 nothing happened with with, with Eric at SuperSport, I th- I don't think we'll be having this conversation. I don't think we have known what type of a coach he really is because that yes. dip that happened actually brought out this his big character now and uh, he's willing to make it. You know because of I think. He started very well. I mean, he started it with the more established teams. Vets, you go to Pirates, those are established teams. You've never been tested enough. And then you come to mm. Cape Town City, you're still doing well. You know, you're in this cloud. You know, you're having a, mm. a great time, a time of your life. And then mm. you move on to greener pastures and then things are not going well. And then after that, you're bouncing around. And even when you we went to Marysbeck United and... Uh, if he failed there, especially when they were fighting for dedication, I don't think we'll be having the same conversation with about Eric right now. I think that was a turning yes. point for him. And sometimes I think as a coach or even as a player as well, you know, no matter how talented you are, sometimes you need a right team to actually showcase your talent. And as a coach, sometimes you need that type of a team to actually believe in you and 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 have players that will actually believe in you and fight for you. And that's the case at Maurice Beck. Right now, I think Eric will, will never make the same mistake that he did when he bounced from Cape Town City to Supersport just for a check. I yes. think right now, who when he has to leave Maurice Beck, he'll leave Maurice Beck probably maybe to go to a team that will fight to win the league, not just to be on mm. the top eight because he's been coaching teams for the last couple of years teams that are fighting just to be in the league or to be in the top eight I think with his caliber and his growth with right now I think if he step up he need to step up to a team that actually wants to win the league so that we can actually have a different conversation about Eric I mean Marisbeck is doing well there's no way you can speak about Marisbeck United and not speak about what Eric has done for that team you know 100% I agree 100% uh, and another manager who you wouldn't be able to talk about his clubs without talking about his influence on them is Gavin Hunt. And uh, he had an interesting um, interview recently. And I pulled a quote here where he said, uh, he's speaking about his time at Supersport United uh, after he won the hat trick of PSL titles. He goes, what was happening at Supersport as well was that they sold all my players. The team was being decimated, uh, but they were now uh, keeping players on big money salaries. Then he said he was called into the office and he was told to stop winning the league because it's not 
not good for business. Uh, they started selling players, and he said, "Look, I'm not the right oak for this one." Um, and mm-hmm. he said, "He said uh, they made more money in player sales than winning trophies, uh, which was about 40 to 50 million rand." Um, interesting one. Uh, first of all, this came out of nowhere for me, um, <laughs> and it's it's it. I don't know if it says anything about the super sports structure. Um, I, I don't know if the, they're the same team they were 10 years ago, but I'd love to get your guys' brief thoughts on this. Um, Gavin Hunt, I was told to stop winning the league. That's interesting because uh, and then in the next sentence, uh, or, or to end off, he said, you know what, um, but Supersport is a great team and I'd love to go back if, if ever uh, there was a chance. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a bizarre one. But I mean... What is football? Football's a business. Mm-hmm. And what is a business? Business to make money. And how do you make money is if you're winning. So it's it's a very, very bizarre one. And I still don't quite understand it. Yeah. Um, but it's worked out for him. He, he's gone to Wits. Um, he's done very well at Wits. So it just shows that he, he is a quality coach. And um, he's I'm sure he's doing very well financially there as well. So it's I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, Stu. I don't... I don't quite understand the message he's trying to get aqua- uh, to get across i mean yeah you, you hired as a coach but you can't win it's it baffles me <laughs> imagine <laughs> yeah it's it's very weird actually uh but knowing Gavin, Gavin can you know doesn't hold punches you know yeah. but also but but also looking at his career as well i think after he left uh black leopards when he went to swallows this is a coach that always knew how to win things you know, until because I think as far as he won something, until he went to to Super Sport where he started actually, you know, winning big big trophies. And uh, mm. ever since he bounced, you know, they have they, they haven't won a league. You know, and uh, for him to come out and say this for me, it's very very surprising. And like you, Sean has said, it's it's it's. I don't even understand why you want to play in the PSL, not trying to win the league, if you have the players to win the league. But yeah. also, what what encourages me as well is is Gavin is has been a, a topic in terms of him um, moving from Vets to so many teams. He's been linked to so many teams, and for him to say, you know, I'd love to go back to SuperSport because you know he had a good relationships with players, with people there. You know, I think he's he's hinting something that we we need to also understand because not many coaches come out and say those type of things. Sure, and, yeah, uh, true. And 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 with Gavin, he doesn't say something that he doesn't mean. So I think um, with 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 this with the with the super sport team that they have right now, it's not the same as Gavin Hans' team. They play very very differently no. right now, and um, we can we can say with we can actually look at the statement that Gavin has said and look at how Supersport has been performing ever since he left. They've never been a team that actually tried to win the league or look like they're going to win the league, but they've been very, very serious in in cups, in domestic cups. And I think that's yeah. always been their bread and butter after he left. And you can actually say, based on stats, you can say Gavin is right. They don't have a, a, a championship team. They don't look like a team that wants to win the league. Hopefully, you know, uh, now because of maybe Supersport is financially secured right now, if he goes back and maybe the mentality will come back again and probably maybe the team itself will see the importance of winning the league. Probably maybe Supersport doesn't want to play in Champions League. Maybe it's too much money, it's too much, it's too costly and all that stuff. You'll never know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think what he's trying to say as well, the players that have left the club were never really replaced with the same quality so making his life a lot more difficult as a coach I would choose yeah and there's something you put in my head there Deco when you said um, what, what he said about 
potentially going back to super sport united especially because he's been linked with you know sundowns chiefs pirates whoever um is that kind of a backhanded way it it, it kind of strikes me as a, as a gavin thing to to have have that be his backhanded way of saying i ain't going to no top three team if i leave this i'd go back to either super sport or i'd, or I'd you know start there but like, yeah do you think that he's maybe saying i don't need a big team you know looks look, look. Gavin, if Gavin wanted to go to any big team, would have done so a long time ago. Agreed. Even the Bafana job. Yeah, he would have done so a long time ago. I think Gavin enjoys being the underdog. Gavin enjoys upsetting all these big teams. Yes. You know, he enjoys, he enjoys, I I don't think he'll have the same drive if he has to be in the big team because now who would he be chasing? So I think he likes chasing these big guns and causing an upset and showing at uh, showing South Africans of even if you don't have the same qualities as the big three, I can still do it. I think he enjoys that type yeah. of thing. Hence, you can see we do the signings when he signs uh, overseas based players, he signs players that we've never even heard of, and they come here and they make it, they make it big. That's what he does. That's that's who Gavin brought Pelembe, yeah. chief. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so yeah. I think I think Gavin enjoys that. I don't think he will ever ever go to these big teams. I think that opportunity is left, and I don't think he has a th- uh, uh, you know the rush to go there. I think Vets is paying and more. And also remember, take take your 100% correct, but also remember importantly is that the minute he steps into a Chiefs, a Sundowns, a whoever, a Bafana job, he loses control. Yeah, true. true. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? True. The, the clubs he's been at, you've always sensed that, right? Gavin's at the helm. He calls the shots to a certain extent, I'm sure, but in a more comfortable environment that he's used to. He probably gets a lot more free time as well. Um, the minute you leave that, you leave your comfort zone and go into a a more, I wouldn't say a corporate environment, but a more uh, hostile. Uh, hostile. That's the word. More hostile environment. Yeah. I don't think he would thrive as much as he does now. Yeah. Yeah. Furthermore, what I what I would add on to that is every time I put out something about the greatness of Pizzo Musumani as a coach, there's those fans who come and be like, "Yeah, but he must prove himself at a Highlands Park first. And it's like, <laughs> as soon as you why? have that status, hey, they be hating, fam. They be hating on you. So no, but but, but think, why? But why? I don't why, know. Why like, should I don't he know test why people himself from Peter coached Super Sport. He won uh, trophies there. He might not have won the league, but he won trophies there. So why would See, why must he test himself on 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 smaller teams? Look, Slough. How quick they to, are be, to, to become to become to become a great coach. For you to be actually being uh, labeled as a great coach, you need to be able to in your position. You must be coaching great players, good players, because those are the players that makes you a great coach. Yeah. I tell you now, Pep Guardiola can come to South Africa and we can give him ten years. And go and coach Barok. He will never win anything. True, true. Because mm. that's the thing. He started I'm with Barca, you know. It's like it's like it, you you coach what you. It's it, like the situation is not that simple. You don't say, "Oh, you're a good coach." Okay, coach this junior team then. No, for what? Team. Like you can't. So it's it's remarkable that 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 a man like Pizza would get that type of hate. But I think uh, I in a way where I kind of want to see if Super Sport United respond in any way. Like if if. If anybody at the club responds to this, I'd love to hear what they have to say. But I'm sure Gavin doesn't mean this in any malicious way at all. But it's a funny story, though. Um, Moving on, we have This Week in History. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This is where I hit the rewind button uh, and uh, share some interesting facts from back in the day. All of these, though, are 21st century ones. 
Netherlands. So firstly, this week in 2011, uh, then Real Madrid winger Cristiano Ronaldo scored one of the fastest hat-tricks in club history as they beat Sevilla 6-2 in the second half. He scored three goals in the space of 10 minutes. This week, back in 2013, Andre Aranza beat the record for oldest player to start a PSL match. He stretched that record to 45 years, 10 months and four days old. Uh, And that was after he was forced to come out of retirement uh, because Vitz had so many injuries. Um, and then this week in 2006, Wigan defender Pascal Chimbonda submitted a transfer request after his team lost 4-2 to Arsenal and he didn't have to go to the locker room to get it. It was the final match of the season <laughs> and after the final whistle, as the manager was shaking his players' hands, Chimbonda pulled out a transfer request from his socks and handed it to the manager. Yo. Wow. I don't remember. Savage. That. I don't. I don't think. It, like I, I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't remember that happening in that game. I don't. Well, you're obviously you're obviously not an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was no, 14. No, you're, not years even ago, Chim- you're not even a Chimbonza fan. Chimbonza. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love that sort of confidence, man. The balls. That's so cool. With cameras on you, just like I'm bouncing. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, let's so cool, uh, let's take a quick look in the papers. Uh, I see the time ticking. Mm. Uh, so first of all, speaking of transfer requests, one Riyad Peterser may be pushing for a transfer. The 28-year-old goalkeeper's representative has confirmed uh, that they will be looking for a move away from Sundowns for Peterser, be it a loan move or an outright transfer. So this is clearly, in my mind, looking for more stable game time and I, I don't really see much else in that but um, as a goalkeeper I'd love to ask your opinion Sean 28 years old yeah. this is kind of where you want to be the number one right yeah look I mean at the time uh, when he moved from Supersport to Sundowns it, it was the right move without a doubt um, because yes he would have been second choice there but um, Dennis was getting on a bit and I didn't I didn't expect Dennis to improve so much as he got older and Dennis really is a top, top quality keeper. Um, Riyad would always be number two to Ronan Williams at Supersport, no matter what. He's, he's Supersport's golden boy. Mm-hmm. He would always be number two. Now that Jody February has been signed as well from uh, from Ajax, um, it, I, I do feel that at 28 years old, because Riyad is an exceptional goalkeeper, you give that boy 10, 15 games, we'll see the old, the old Riyad come back and prove himself again. And that's all, all you need as a goalkeeper, it's just that little bit of confidence. Um, but he's not getting that at Sundowns. Yeah. You know, he's, he's currently third choice, I think, at the moment. And you've got such quality there that he, he needs to... He's a Bafana keeper in my eyes. He's, he's that good. He just needs to go out and play. So whether that is a loan or whether that is a permanent deal, time will tell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird eh? from being, you know, from being second choice at Kids Chiefs to Super Sport second choice to become a fifth choice or fifth choice at Sundowns. It's very, very weird. Mm. But anyway, I think I think it's going to be difficult for him to find that transfer because if you look at you look at the history of goalkeepers at Mamelodi Sundowns, Telang Gobini always, always, always have exceptional loan deals. Wherever he goes, he performs. But it's very difficult for him to come out of the contract and for teams to buy him, even when teams want to buy him because Sundowns always want to, you know, they always want to keep him. I think with, with Riyadh, it's I, I foresee that happening because I think they'll be looking at, okay, Sharp, if something happens to Dennis, we need somebody with experience. We need somebody that can stand in and and, and, and do the business that actually knows the structure and the feel of the team. Mm. And it's just that it's not happening with him because Dennis, like you said, Dennis has been improving and Dennis has been top of his game. Mm. 
But for, for him, of course, emotionally, as a player, the age you at, you want to play as many games as possible. Also, you're looking at the Bafana. Also, you want to, you know, fulfill those dreams as well. But mm, with mm. Sundowns, it's very, very, very tricky, friend, to to even get a loan deal. That's how tricky it is. Mm. And they, it's just that once you're in there, my friend, in those yellow walls, it's very, very difficult to bounce unless they don't want you there anymore. So if they still need him there, he's not going to leave. So that's a, that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and interestingly, I mean, goalkeepers are going to be kind of talk of the town come the next transfer window. Season. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, you know, with a 40 and, and, and players moving around, you, you never know what, what could happen. But I do think that a slot uh, at a at a lower team, but but still a solid team might just open up for him. So mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, and then next up, we have Bradley Krobler has uh, finally opened up about his potential move to Pirates. Uh, he said, there were talks, but I think some things get blown up a bit in the media. Uh, he said, I'm glad at Supersport, I'm happy to be here. And then he further said, uh, as, oh, what's it? He said, I'm very happy at Supersport. And if I end my career playing there, I wouldn't be unhappy at all. Uh, so it's a it's a very it's almost a diplomatic response but i respect it because he's playing very very good football for super sports united there's no there's nothing really pushing him to leave apart from the potential a potential final hurrah at a big three team so um it's it's interesting what do you guys make of his statements um you know do you guys see the move happening or you know is 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 it all murky waters still look i mean uh you know i've got an inside loop i obviously represent brad so it's it's easier for me but it's, I think, uh, obviously there was certainly interest from Pirates without a doubt. Um, it didn't happen, it didn't materialize and that's fine. Um, and like Bradley said, he's he's happy to stay at Supersport. He, he fits Supersport. Uh, he's a very good player. We've seen that now this season where he stayed injury free for once. Thank <laughs> we've seen Bradley Krobler. Um, but I think it's Supersport need to keep Brad mm. in a way. They need, they need to give him, in my opinion, um, and improve contract, and that's and I think that's only the re- the only reason players really keep an eye out somewhere else. They take because if if there's an improved deal on the table, um, and at Brad's age, I suppose that's what he'll be looking at. But uh, like Brad said, he fits into the structure. Um, he sees himself retiring at SuperSport without a doubt. And post football, SuperSport also look after their players and sort of you know in terms of possibly TV work or or getting involved in the the youth structure there. So that's what Brad's also looking at. But in term in terms of long long term, he he's quite happy at SuperSport, and I don't see why not uh, if he continues this form that SuperSport shouldn't offer him um, an extended and an improved deal. Mm. Yeah, and SuperSport also can they can afford. Yeah. You know, it's it's a team that has never had issues with, with paying players. Uh, and and for me, what Sean, like for me, what's 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 tricky is you know when when you play for SuperSport and Orlando Pirates actually wants to sign you, it actually happens because mm. I've seen the relationship between the two teams. It's easier for one player from SuperSport to go to Orlando Pirates, easier than SuperSport to Sundowns. I think it's always been mm. that type of thing. But for me, it's it's as much as I love seeing him playing at SuperSport, I also love to see him playing, you know, in 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 a team that has so many good players where the creativity mm. is flowing. That's that's exactly where I want to see him because at SuperSport, yes, he's he's playing well. He's been injury free this season. This is the only actually time that we realize his true potential. But I would also want to see him strive. I also want to see him being one of the guys that starts. At, at, at the Bafana team, you know, and, yes. and, and, and bring and bring something different to all those big teams, especially Orlando Paris. I think he will be he'll he'll be a, a a good addition to to 
what the team has because I agree. You you bring that different dimension in terms of how they play, and that's what you need. You don't want to be as predictable as other teams as well. You need to have varieties of how you play, and I think you'll bring a bring a big big difference of fit in the team. And for me, is as a player, I always want to play for big teams. I always want to play better. I always want to uh, judge myself against uh, the best players in the country. And uh, I think yeah. it'll be fair for him, especially for his career to have that opportunity to play for a big team because there's been talks about him moving forever. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to look back, you know, after retirement, like, yeah, you know, I had an opportunity to do this, I didn't, and I don't, I wouldn't know how it feels. I think Correct. most players in the country that haven't played a derby, guys, it's it's a big thing. You know, playing in mm-hmm. the derby, it's 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 one of the most honorable thing, probably maybe after wearing the Bafana jersey. You know, and, mm. uh, and and most players need to experience, especially when you have an opportunity to experience that. Whether you make it or not, it's something else. Because whether you make it or not, mm. it's up to you, really. But I think with his form, the way he's going in, and if you can go to any, another team, the big team, where he's injury-free, there's no way a coach will overlook Bradley. There's no way with his True. talent. Yeah. Potential. And if you think he's good now and he's performing with a bigger team, you can imagine that confidence just exuding out Dude. of him. Dude. Different Bradley True. Altogether. Potential Dude. partnership with uh, Mahango there. Hey, that would be a nightmare. Uh, and then oh, wow. uh, on the other side of, of, of Soweto there, we've got a potential. I mean, Kaiser Chiefs, I, I just had the thought this morning, between not being able to finish the league and potentially win, the FIFA transfer ban and now all of their players potentially leaving, they must be having the roughest time. But uh, Sean, you, you you sent this through to me this morning. Uh, Daniel Akbay, what's it, 40 million rand? Uh, yeah, 40 yeah, million uh, rand offer. <laughs> I, um, I don't I... believe it, personally. That's 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 my opinion. I mean, I know the exchange rate is obviously in their favor, but I, I, I still don't believe it's two million euros. That's that's my honest opinion. So although I've sent it to you, it's good that we chat about it. Um, and there's no disrespect to Daniel at all. He's a top class keeper, but um, not 40 million rand in my opinion. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to sound like I'm rude or anything, but no, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect as well. You know, we have enjoyed watching Akpe play, especially this season. And I've seen Akpe playing since he came to the country. I think this is one of his best seasons, especially, you know, um, um, after being criticized, after not being liked. And I've always been on Akpe's corner the whole season. Mm. But for the price tag, you remember I always had an issue with the price tag these days that people are giving these price tags and we haven't seen them doing anything remarkable for them to actually get that price tag. I think for Agbe, ah, come on, guys. Yeah, if Agbe yeah. if, if is all for that much and then Ofori. Ofori, they were saying 10 million rand. Ah, come so, on. So, Agbe is not four times better than Ofori. It's not. It's, he's not. <laughs> he's so, not. So. And, then, and, then, and then how much will, will, will that boy be offered if he has to be sold from Supersport? That's the best goalkeeper. That's the best goalkeeper, best South African goalkeeper in the league. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. So how how much will be offered? That's the best goalkeeper in the league. So if 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 there's a goalkeeper of the year, come on, guys, you can't ignore that boy. So now you want to tell me now that how much will that boy be offered? What? Exactly. And then uh, come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. In in a nutshell, we we don't agree. No, we don't. <laughs> so moving swiftly forward, potentially in a car of the week, maybe Sean. <laughs> Well done, guys. This car of the week is a um, an easy one. I like these cars. Aubrey Modiba. Um, 
keeping it easy in a Polo TSI, not wasting any money, which I like. Uh, this Polo competes with the likes of the Ford Fiesta, Renault Clio, and the Opel Corsa with an overall combined fuel consumption of just 5.5 liters per 100 kilometers. The Polo is larger than its predecessors thanks to the new MBQ platform. Overall, VW thinks they have once again done in terms of taking the time to design a car that gives consumers exactly what they want, ranging from 270,000 Rand to 450 for the top end spec. Sean, Sean. Yes, sir. Uh, I heard you saying uh, you like the fact that he's not wasting money. Uh, do you know that he has a new contract, right? Well, th this is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, that, watch that next season. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we're going to wait till next season what he yeah, buys. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially because now he'll be motivated. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he heard it. Oh, uh, slew. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. Hey. He's getting better and better. Well done, Slew. <laughs> right. Motivational quote of the week. Your vibes speak louder than your words. What do I mean by that? It's all good saying that you are positive, etc. But until you get the feeling of feeling positive or whatever you are wanting to feel, you won't attract what you want in your life. And once you start to get into this abundant feeling, you will be amazed at what shows up. Mm. Peace. Love that. Absolutely love Thank that. You, sir. And that is how we wrap up today's show. I did mention in my intro that we'll talk about Safa and Safoko, but Safa haven't actually responded to the South African Football Clubs Association. So we'll give them right of reply and talk, talk about that next week. It's, it's a very weird beef, but check it out. Read up on uh, the, the, the Football Clubs Association's statements. Very interesting. Uh, talks about the lower leagues and payment structures there. But that is how we wrap up episode number 26. Mm. Thank you very much for tuning in wherever you may be on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or Mahikeng FM uh, for Mahikeng! game time. <laughs> but uh, Sean Teko, thank you very much, gents. Away, my Buddha. Peace out, world. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Shangana Corner.